Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob has a podcast. And now here's the man who is about to be dazzled by the amazing prophecies of Nicole Stradamus, <laughs> Rob Sesternino. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our official Rob and Nicole Survivor Game Changers preview. This is back once again for what I believe, Nicole, is the 14th season in a row. So please give it up for the highly anticipated return to the podcast of Nicole Stradamus, the first lady of podcasting, Nicole Sesternino. Nicole, how are you? I'm feeling a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. So the... Patrons of Rob Has a Podcast hear from Nicole on the reg mm-hmm. that Nicole and I do a podcast every week. We call it the Patron Five for Five, where Nicole and I answer five questions from the patrons. But if you are not one of the patrons of Rob Has a Podcast, you, I don't believe, have heard Nicole outside of an appearance on the Celebrity Apprentice podcast to talk <laughs> about the Honest Company and some of the household disagreements we have about that product, mm-hmm. that line of products. I don't think you've heard Nicole on a podcast since, what, the Survivor Millennials versus Gen X podcast we did with Corinne? Probably. Okay. All right, so welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So here is Nicole. And Nicole, have you missed podcasting to the gen pop? I have, but, um, you know, uh, it's good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah. Okay. Nicole is here. And also here with us is somebody who many of the listeners may or may not know has been working with me. He is a recent transplant to Los Angeles, helping me with a lot of things behind the scenes. Alex Kidwell is here tonight. Alex uh, is joining us. Alex, how are you? Doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Yes, happy to be here. Alex is not going to be previewing the cast with us, but he is working on some things here. He's actually filming some behind-the-scenes footage of what's going on with the podcast, and that is something that I am trying to add to our Patreon lineup where once a month I am attempting to add a behind the scenes video of what goes on behind the scenes of the show, how we make the show, what's going on in our home life. And that's something that Alex is helping us work on. And he's getting some footage for that. Alex, how's it coming out? Uh, I think it's good. I don't know. I'm just waiting for you to tell me it sucks. But. <laughs> a ringing endorsement. Yes. Trial and error. Trial and error. Okay. Have you seen anything interesting tonight? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I had a blast watching you make Nicole's cocktail for this. Yes, Nicole's (laughs) martini is back as well. And it's delicious. There used to be, uh, you know, Nicole was famous for having a martini on the podcast. Uh, There was even a Nicole's Martini Twitter account. It comes to life every now and then. Here we are. We're ready to go. And we're going to be talking through Everything from this season and getting Nicole's perspective. Now, I've podcast for many, many hours about this. I've done an in-depth game changer preview about each of the 20 returning players. Those are all available at robisawebsite.com. Click on the survivor tab. You'll see everything there. You can subscribe to the podcast. Rob has a website.com slash iTunes. Those are all there. I have talked with Josh Wiggler about the season. 
I will also have a podcast with Angie Kantz talking about the character types. Uh, that is going to be up on Tuesday for everybody. I basically, every single way there is to look at this season, I've already gone through it, except from hearing from you, Nicole. <laughs> so this is exciting. Is it? It is. Okay. I think that a lot of people have been asking, hey, when is the Nicole Stradamus preview? When is Nicole going to talk about things? Now, we also, in the past, uh, people ask us for when does Corinne come through? Uh, she doesn't do that on a returning player season. Right. So that we, that we are not doing that, but we do have Nicole here. Which is which is just as good. Just as good. Now, Nicole, famously, the last time it was all returnees coming back for Survivor, mm-hmm. you made a prediction for Survivor Cambo. And what was that prediction? I don't remember. You don't remember? No. So you don't remember what you predicted for Survivor Cambodia? No, I haven't slept in four years. Do you have any guesses why I'm bringing this up? Um, Probably to make fun of me. To make fun of you? (laughs) You don't remember that you picked Jeremy to win? Oh, I did. I'm kidding. I remember. Okay. (laughs) Do you need the listeners to tell you what your predictions were? Yes. (laughs) This is what's so frustrating about this podcast because... (laughs) I study this stuff. I go through it. I rewatch the seasons. I interview these people. And then here comes Nicole. What day of the week is it, Nicole? It's Friday. It is, okay, she it, is Friday. It is Friday. Okay. <laughs> so these things are foreign to Nicole. And yet, how many times have you picked the winner right? Like 75. No, no, no. You've uh, A number of times, Nicole, just to revisit Nicole's history. For those who don't know. Including you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nicole correctly predicted in Survivor Nicaragua that Fabio would be the winner. That was my that was my first one, right? Yes. That was my first. Uh, she has correctly predicted that Kim Sprodlin would win mm-hmm. Survivor One World. Yes, I was correct. Yes. Uh, she correctly predicted that Malcolm would win Survivor Philippines. Um, you're trying to trick me. Yes. Okay, good. good. <laughs> Nicole uh, is on point. All right. Nicole also predicted a Mike Holloway win in Survivor Worlds Apart. That was a good pick uh, because I did it all on body language. Body language. Yeah. Okay. And then Nicole did also predict Jeremy Collins in Survivor Cambodia, Survivor Second Chance. Yes. Yes. But Nicole has gone into a bit of a cold streak since the last All-Star season, where in then following that season, in Survivor 32, Nicole famously picked one of the people returning this season. She put the three-peat, she rested all of it, the pressure on Debbie Wanner. I think I, I think my short. visions were a little early. Yes. I think I was predicting a good player for this season. Yes. Okay. And then who did you predict? Was it Mari that you predicted for this past season? I think that that was it. Yeah, I rolled the dice on rolled that one. Rolled the dice on Mari and uh, came up short. Yeah. But Nicole is tr- looking for redemption, like many of the returning players. Yeah. Okay, so Nicole is trying to uh, get back on the right path. It's a lot of pressure. And let's not forget that I also predicted a Big Brother winner. Okay, all right. Well, we don't need to go through the yeah, whole we do. thing. we do. <laughs> all right. Now, it has been a different story. Yes, all right, fine. That It's been a different story for yours truly. Yes. As, uh, it's been a bit of a drought. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have it's- not correctly predicted a winner since uh natalie anderson in survivor san juan del sur did you pick her 
I'm pretty sure I'm I did. pretty sure you didn't. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> Not since Denise Stapley back in season 25. You're so, one and only? Yes. Yes. Look, uh, I've predicted a number of amazing race winners, Nicole, for the record. Is that right? That is correct. That mm. is correct. And I did predict that I'm the have to ask Jessica would be one of the winners of The Haunted. So that's, look, I, I, we don't need to go through my whole resume. It's extensive. There's a lot of stuff on there. I believe we just went through Multiple your resume. Multiple podcast awards also. <laughs> but we don't need to go through you your can, resume. Can have a peek. You can hold some we're, of them we're good. if you want. Okay. So you, you don't let anybody near those. So stop it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we will go through everything. And so, Nicole, what did you do to prepare for this? I watched a lot of videos. Nicole is one of those people. If she's a baseball player, she's not going to like watch all of the game film. She's going to she's more of a see the ball, hit the ball type of hitter. And you know what? I was really good at baseball and that worked for me. Yeah. So, Nicole, I know people are very excited for this. Do you want to just jump right into this? You know, I know you don't like a lot of lead up. Yeah. Let's not do any foreplay, please. Okay, All right. All right. So what I thought we should do is I brought up CBS.com. We could go through everything by tribe, but we have everything here laid out for us in alphabetical order on CBS.com. I didn't even know there were bios on CBS.com, of course, that I have been inundated with all of the preseason content from everything that Josh has done and Dalton Ross has done and Gordon Holmes and uh, Aaron Sebula and everything ET Canada and all of that. And plus all the content that I've put out. I never checked any of the CBS.com bios. So why don't we just go through that? I like the bios. Okay. So why don't we start with a dear friend of the podcast? Somebody that you and I have followed their survivor career, their journey, their journey dating back to 2011. Oh my God. And season 22, a woman that once upon a time I did pick to be a winner of a season. Yes. Andrea Belke. The beautiful Andrea. I did want to call her Baliki as a throwback <laughs> to 2011, but here is. Andrea Belke, she's back, Nicole. She last played in Survivor Caramoan. She had a interesting run. She goes into seventh place. Uh-huh. Sure, her bio, okay? They asked them some interesting questions. What are you most proud of from last time? She said she was pretty satisfied of her game in Caramoan. The reason that she was able to last so long is that she uh, did it despite being high in the list of many people. She was proud of herself for being able to laugh at being blindsided and realize it's just a game. And what do you most regret? She says, there's a long list, but off the top of my head, it would have to be finding myself in a showmance again, not playing the idol, trusting Cochran. I don't know if she did. Andrea have a showmance in Caramoan? Was that when she was trying? Alex, would you call that a showmance? What Andrea had in Caramoan? Uh, she seemed to be a fan of Eddie Fox's dog bar. Yes. Well, who isn't? Okay. So how are you going to play differently this time? She's going to have a low-key aggressive game. Low-key aggressive. You like that? Um, it's not an oxymoron. It's a little bit. It's tough to be low-key aggressive. Yeah. High-key aggressive. Is that like passive aggressive? Possibly. Yes. Was that passive aggressive? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. That is your specialty. Nicole is what I like to call high-key aggressive. 
or effing aggressive. Effing aggressive <laughs> is what the, is the clinical name for. It. Okay, so Nicole, uh, that I've talked so much about these people. Uh, I think people want to hear from you. So, what what's your take on Andrea and her return? I really like Andrea. I think that there's a pattern with these returning players. They're all full of regret. They're all full of like, I got to prove something. And I don't think Andrea is that much like that. I think she has a good career. Like she's on a good career path. She um, interviews celebrities for, you know, every day. I think that she's a pretty confident person and like, I don't think that she is going to be intimidated by people. Are you feeling good about Andrea or not so good? I am feeling good about Andrea. So are you saying that Andrea is one of the people you think is going to go very far into this game? I do. I I do think Andrea is going to go far. All right. I have been down on Andrea this season. And I guess what, uh, well, here's what I'm going to do that I, I, what I'd like to do in this podcast is update my takes on people from where I had them in the preseason. And I would say that I, the forecast I've had on Andrea start coming into this preseason was down. I Mm -hmm. thought that she was in a very bad spot. I thought that people were going to look at her as very aggressive and somebody who was a schemer in her past season. I would say that the forecast has gotten rosier for her. Yeah. I actually think that she will do a little bit better. Again, one of the great things that Josh did in particular in his preseason coverage was that he did sort of like a oral history rapid fire. Here's what everybody is thinking about everybody. And I felt like that the perception on Andrea was actually more positive than I thought it was going to be. She's not one of the big fish fish that need to be fried. Yes. Okay. Who is the big fish? Oh, you got Tony. You got Sandra. Like everybody else. Malcolm. Culpepper. No one's really thinking of Andrea as one of these big powerhouse players. Even though she's very charismatic and you definitely got to watch her, she's not one of these bulldogs. I actually think that Andrea, where I thought that she could be in big trouble early, mm-hmm. I feel like that. I like, I like her to go further. Yeah. So where I was really thumbs down, I'm more thumbs middle on oh, Andrea now. Because I just persuaded you. Yes, yes. And now <laughs> he, after hearing Nicole's arguments, now I'm officially I'm very persuasive. thumbs middle. Okay. I give you a middle something. Okay. Why? <laughs> Why would you do that? What, 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 what are you? Uh, I'm Brad Culpepper and you're Candace? Yes. <laughs> okay. Or Jervis's cousin? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else that you want to say on Andrea while we're here? we got a lot of people to cover. I, I, I just love Andrea. Love Andrea. Yeah. What's not to love? Yeah. To know her is to love her. Mm-hmm. And she just has like this cute little laugh. A cute laugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we will be on the lookout for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will be on the lookout for it. <laughs> sure. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> All right, Nicole, let's talk Aubrey Bracco. And Aubrey is somebody that I feel like I've never heard you talk that much about. Um, yeah. Yes. Are you down on Aubrey or you have no major opinion on her? I'm kind of indifferent. You're indifferent on, on, to Aubrey. On, on Aubrey. Um, she's so like new and fresh that um, I'm not really sure what to think of her. She's only played once. Yes. And she, I mean, she played a good game, but um, people don't know what she's what she's capable of, right? I think a lot of people know what she's capable. Wait. Are you thinking about the other survivors? Don't know, or the yeah, fans yes. don't know what she's capable. The other of? survivors. Yes. Um, well, they did get to see that whole season before they left. So I think people do know that she was right there with Michelle and was certainly the okay. you should have won person. Oh yeah, that's true. You could have won yeah, person. Yeah. Yeah. 
So they asked her, uh, what, if anything, do you regret on CBS.com? She says, I wish I could take back every second of every one of the five days I lived with Nick. Oh, (laughs) and I regret letting Joe eat all the red meat. You know, Nick is a nice person. I don't like that. Oh, you, so you are a, a a Nick defender. Yes, I. Unlike Josh Wiggler, unlike Aubrey Bracco. Mm-hmm. Yes, Nick. Nick is my friend. Why are you a Nick defender? Because he he's nice. Yes, Nick is nice. I've never heard this before. When he comes to our house, he's nice. Okay, when he comes here, he's polite. He's very polite, and he's he's very nice. This isn't like a Debbie thing. No. Okay. So, all right. So, Nicole is higher on Nick Meyer. <laughs> Although, I wasn't really, most. wasn't a big fan of him on the show, but in real life, he's a very nice okay, person. Okay, so you like him in real life yeah. more so. Okay, well, let's get back to Aubrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they asked her, how are you going to play differently? She says, three things. I'm going to do with certainty and apologize later. Be friendly with more people and have intense relationships with less. That's interesting. And then execute with finesse. I have a question. Sure. How many of these people who come back to play actually change their games? Okay. So in terms of game changers, how many people play a second time and are actual game changers? I feel like that less than 25%, I would say, come back and play a completely different game. I think you play the way you play and they're always just full of regrets. And that's like a loaded question. It's like, what do you regret? And it's like, I regret everything. (laughs) (laughs) That is not often the motto of the reality. TV person. Well, I regret everything. Yes, I think that uh, when if you, you, in the videos that I that I watched, everyone is just like, I feel like everybody needs Zoloft. Yeah, why they were depressed? It seems like everybody just completely regrets their game, and they're coming back for redemption, mm-hmm. but they're not going to change a thing. <laughs> well, they regret that they lost, and, and they, they like want- think about it every day of their life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that the reality TV, the way that it's structured is that you have a season, there's 20 people, yeah. there's 19 losers and one winner, uh-huh. and the person who won gets to sort of convince themselves that, no, every decision I made during the season was mm-hmm. right because... Didn't you see? I, I won because I, I'm the queen, right? I'm the queen <laughs> or the king. Mm-hmm. The, the people like end up having like, oh, everything I did was was correct. I like, I, don't I'm you see? It, it worked out. I knew what I was doing the whole time because I was the winner. Mm-hmm. And then the people who weren't the winners get to walk away with like, oh yeah, the, it was just this one thing or this thing or I regret this thing. So mm-hmm. you do come away with a lot of self doubt not winning one of these shows. Not that I know. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. Nicole, Aubrey, are you thumbs up or thumbs down? You know what? Initially, I went in there thinking, you know what? I think Aubrey's going to be my pick. But I don't think she is. You're out on Aubrey. I think I'm a little out on her. This is so weird because I feel like that you started this off saying like, oh, I'm indifferent on Aubrey. And now you're saying that she was going to be your pick to win. She like because I thought about it. And this this is then I watched like more and more of her videos. And I was like, no, I don't think so. Not feeling it. Okay. I'm not getting. Why? I just, I'm not getting a, a, a winner from her. Not getting a winner from yeah. Aubrey. Yeah. Anything specific you could illuminate us on. I mean, you know, that's always the fun thing about interviewing <laughs> you is just like trying to drill down to the, but why? Um, I just don't think that she has that, like that passion to, to really like get the win. No passion to get the win yes. for Aubrey. Yeah. Okay, how much passion do you need to get the win? Look at Tony. Look at Tony. Yeah. Sure, sure. 
I'm not even following what you're talking about. <laughs> I just, I don't think she's aggressive enough a, to there's win. There's a method to your madness. But it works. Yeah, just, just roll with it. Okay, so that you're down on Aubrey. Not I'm not enough. down, down, down on Aubrey. I just, I don't think she's gonna win. Yeah. Do you think she's gonna win? I don't have her as the winner pick. Why? I think she's too fresh in the mind of everybody. I think that I was probably higher on her coming into this preseason. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that while I have not heard her as somebody that people say like, oh, we need to get rid of her. Right. That I thought that maybe people were not going to be as aware of her. I thought she could be more under the radar. And I think that she is somebody that people are going to be pretty focused on. I, th- I think that she might make the merge because there's just so many bigger characters. Mm-hmm. But I like I don't see her as someone that's going to be like a standout. Okay, not a standout. No, there are t- way too many personalities. All right, Nicole, let's keep moving here. We have 20 game changers to discuss. Two and down. Let's talk about. Michaela Bradshaw. Uh, and this is very interesting. I thought that CBS was going alphabetical by first name, uh, Andrea, and then Aubrey. But game change. It was alphabetical by last name. That was Belky, and then Bracco, and now here's Michaela Bradshaw. Wow. What, they totally <laughs> deeped me. Mind blown. <laughs> mind equals blown. Let's talk about Michaela. Nicole, are you a Michaela fan? I, I like her. She's very pretty. Very pretty, Michaela. And you haven't soured on Michaela after she did this? They're about to see some tatas today. <laughs> Who doesn't love some tatas? Okay. All right. So let's talk about the return of Michaela. And uh, Michaela, they asked her, uh, what do you regret from last time? She says, I regret not understanding the importance of perception. What's real doesn't matter in this game. What people think and how they feel is what matters. My mistake in Millennials versus Gen X was not paying close enough attention about how others felt. She says, I will play differently by monitoring how I'm perceived. Instead of bucking the system, I'm going to play the game. Very perceptive. Yes. Okay. So, Nicole, Michaela was blindsided last time. She didn't make the merge. Are you feeling like that this could be her time to shine? I I feel like she's going to make the merge. Like, she's strong, perhaps a little wiser. But, I I don't know, we didn't really see too much of her last time. We didn't see too much of her last time. Okay, so what is that telling you for this time? I don't really know what to expect from her. Okay, are you expecting good things? Are you expecting bad things? I think think I'm expecting some good things from her. Expecting some good things? I'm expecting something. Something, okay. (laughs) Can you give us any sort of insight into what? Well, she seems, she's, she's strong, she's good at challenges... Perhaps a little more um, perceptive this time. Okay, but um, I don't know. I think I think she's. I think she'll do fine. Can Michaela go the distance? I feel like she could at least make the merge. She she could at least make the merge. Okay, that would be further than last time. Mm-hmm. Okay, how about her body language? How's that? Um, <laughs> I guess it's fine. Guess it's fine. Yeah. Okay, so Michaela, not really a standout for you. I think I think that she has potential. Potential. Yes, I know that you were very high on Michaela. Last time. Yeah, well, I was really blindsided when she went out so early. I, too, uh, yeah. much like Michaela, was like... What? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> and so, yeah, I was really surprised. And she was such a big personality. I thought she was so funny. I loved yeah. it when she was fighting with Figgy. So she was so good in the confessional. So I'm really looking forward to seeing her back again. Can she go the distance? Uh, I feel hard pressed to imagine that somebody who has not even gotten the chance to watch her season has gotten what she needs to get from Survivor to make that deep, deep run into the game. I could see her being around a while, but I still don't think that she's she's going to be. Yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. have her as an endgame person. But you think Merge? Yeah, I think that she could be around like sort of like um, I, I totally could see like around like a sixth, seventh place finish for oh, Michaela. That, well, that's good. That's good, but not great. That, that's not a winner. It's OK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. OK, let's talk about the return of Brad Culpepper. Nicole, maybe somebody that you might have stronger feelings <laughs> about. Here is Brad Culpepper, husband of Monica Culpepper. Mm-hmm. You know, what's in it for Monica? What's best for Monica? Brad wants to know that they said what are you so proud of from last time? He set up some blindsides that helped my wife, Monica, get to the end. What a good husband. What, if anything, do you most regret? He said, not making sure my alliance with Caleb was cool prior to Tribal. And then how we play differently this time, he's going to slow down out of the gate, then ramp up as the game evolves. He did seem a bit sedated in his videos. Okay. In comparison you know, it was funny in Josh's article uh, that he had posted about Brad Culpepper. He like talked to all the different players about him. And I guess there was some sort of an issue where Brad Culpepper like flipped out at the airport where he had a carry on <laughs> bag and they wouldn't let him put it into the carry. They made him check a carry on bag. Uh-huh. And he like went nuts at like a uh, Fiji airport. And all of the players saw this. Yeah. Oh, not smart. Not yes. smart. Yes. But then they did say that he seemed like he was more of a chill bro once they got to Ponderosa. But he was very upset about his carry on bag. All he needs is a trigger. Yeah. And Survivor is full of triggers. He's very close to uh, being set off at any moment. Yes. Okay. Brad Culpepper, Nicole, do you recall fondly his original run in Blood vs. Water? Yes. Yes, you don't. Uh, <laughs> I can read your face. That you talk about body language. That uh, yes, like when you look straight down and say yes. No, I kind of fell asleep for a second. Okay. <laughs> that now, in fairness to Nicole, uh, the run from Brad Culpepper came, I believe, in from midish September to uh, early October of. 2013, uh, when and I Nicole, was pregnant. Well, you had actually uh, given birth to Dominic yeah. on uh, September 29th. So I think that Brad Culpepper goes out of the game like uh, within like a week or two of Dominic's birth. Uh-huh. So if his time in Survivor is a little bit fuzzy for you, <laughs> I'm that's forgiven. Why. I'm right. forgiven. Okay. So Brad Culpepper, though, you know the legacy. He's of a crazy Brad. person. Okay. I mean, Let's not uh, name names, but <laughs> that he's excitable. He's yes. I feel like I could relate to that. Yes, yes. You much. Yeah, you too. You're like a female Brad Culpepper. I, and you know what? That's actually what I was thinking when I was watching him. Yes, you can relate <laughs> I to can Brad. Totally relate to him. Right. I feel like I feel a very um, high key aggressive. Effing crazy. Yeah. Okay. So you get it. Yeah. You get the Brad Culpepper thing. And you know what? You can try as hard as you want not to be, but that's who you are. And once you're triggered, boom, it happens. All right, Nicole, it's the big moves era of Survivor. Can Brad Culpepper go the distance? No. 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 
Still no? No, I can't win. He can't win. Okay. So what do you think for Brad Culpepper? I think I think he might be lucky if he makes the merge. Mm-hmm. Lucky if he makes the merge. Yeah. I was really down on Brad Culpepper when we did our draft, when they first announced the season. But I have to say, if anything, I've warmed to Brad Culpepper, Ooh. not to the point where I think he's the winner. But I just think that people are saying, well, he's not going to win. Yeah, you know, I, that's I kinda, true. I, I feel like that in going at with Survivor Cambodia in mind, where we take a look at the people that went out, you know, Vetus got voted out first and he'll be my guest here. Are you excited to have Vetus back over the house this week? Yes. OK, uh, that was a very quick <laughs> answer, Nicole. He still gives me crap every time I see him about um, how I was really down on him. Yeah. On the uh, preview. Well, you don't let it bother you, Nicole. I don't No. <laughs> so you had Vetus, who was like the only like real athlete who I think went out in like the first few weeks of the game. And then I think that the uh, returning players in that season really talked targeted people that were not assets in the challenges. Yeah. And I, I just would think it will be, I, I don't see the group coming together to knock out Brad early in the game. But you know what? There's so many strong people. Yeah. There's so many strong people this season. Mm-hmm. I, I Could it possibly be that that really like voting out a strong person isn't a factor because there's just so many strong people in terms of the tribes also though that at least in the starting tribes i feel like that the tribe that brad is on uh with ozzy with jt i think that that is going to be the more winning tribe at least for the first tri- couple of tribal councils i think he'll be who's around. on that tribe okay ozzy uh-huh brad uh-huh jt uh-huh ty zeke uh-huh. Andrea. Okay. Sari. Okay. Uh Sarah Lucina. Uh-huh. Debbie. Uh-huh. Fan favorite Sierra Don Thomas. I, I it, you know, there's there's some strong people and then there's not strong people. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's 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 how they make up these <laughs> tribes. Yeah. All right. So Brad Culpepper. Someone or something. Brad Culpepper, you are you're sour on. I'm I'm not sour, but just based on what we know of him, he's you know. Does he do better than his 15th place finish in Blood versus Water? I, I think maybe. You think maybe? Um, I'm going to say yeah. Okay, good. Nicole, people want like hot takes. All right, they want, well, like, I just gave you answers. One. He's going to be Don't better. Don't be a fancy fencerton. People hate that. Okay. Sandra Diaz Twine. Sassy Sandra is back. Yes. The queen. The queen. Sassy Sandra is here. Hail the queen. Somebody that you and I have watched on Survivor and podcast about going back all the way to 2010 in Heroes vs. Villains. Do you remember that when we used to podcast about Heroes vs. Villains? <laughs> we podcasted on our on our um, honeymoon. No, we did not. Not about Survivor. I think it was Big Brother, but yeah. We did? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I, I'd like to find that <laughs> recording because I'm pretty sure we didn't. Um, I don't think I would make that up. I don't know why you would, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that you did. <laughs> Maybe it was a different vacation. I'm Maybe it was that. a different husband. You know what? Every day is like our honeymoon, so it all kind of blends in. If anybody can find the podcast that Nicole and I did <laughs> on our honeymoon, I would love to get a link to it. Yes. You okay? Please. All right. Sandra 3.0. Here she is, Nicole. To be honest, I don't know what to think about Sandra. Now, you are a Sandra fan? I love Sandra. Okay. Do you feel like that she has another deep run in her? Did you think she was going to win the second time? Um, I didn't think she was going to win the second time. No. 
Did you think she was going to go far the second time? You know what? Uh, I wasn't in the prediction game at that point. I was just sort of observing what was happening. I feel like I don't know what to expect from Sandra. I don't know. I don't know what she's going to do. Yeah. She can go out first or she can win. They said, uh, what are you most proud of from last time? She said, winning again. Have you changed since last time you played? She said, I've gotten older and fatter. <laughs> <laughs> what, if anything, do you regret? She said, no regrets, period. How will you play differently this time? I won't. I have no choice but to be more aggressive, sneaky, mean, lying, and cheating, Sandra. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a good catchphrase. <laughs> All right. I really... I don't know what to think of Sandra. I was higher on uh-huh. Sandra uh-huh. than I am now. Why? And it's no fault of Sandra, but it seems based on what I'm reading and hearing from the players... They're People all out for her. are pretty keyed in on Sandra. But they were, her second time, they were also focused on her also. No, they weren't. A little bit. No. Mm, are you sure? I <laughs> have rewatched this season. I don't know if I trust your this judgment. This week, <laughs> I listened to a 17-hour audiobook that I made <laughs> about this season. Are you positive? Yes. (laughs) I don't even think Russell knew that she won before. I don't think Russell knew anything except what about anything about himself. Yeah. Russell took her to the end because he said, I know I can beat you. Mm -hmm. You can lose to me and I and you will get one hundred thousand dollars. That's a good deal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it was that Sandra was never a target of anybody because Mm -hmm. she had won in Survivor Pro Island. Yes. The anybody but me was not talked about yeah. ar- around Sandra in Heroes versus Villains. Yeah. So now this is the first time that Sandra is playing and people are recognizing that she is a threat. Yeah. I'm concerned that the caliber of players on this season do not all match Sandra in terms of being a threat. And I think it's very easy for people to identify her as the person to go after. Mm-hmm. Very concerned about Sandra. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But there are so many big personalities and big threats on this season. So you, I feel like you just don't know. But some of those big threats are also gunning at Sandra. Yeah. So I'm very concerned about Sandra. Yeah. Well, I, I think you should be concerned. But I think if anybody can pull it off, it's her. Yes. If she can get her foot in the door. She keeps saying in interviews, if she can make it to day four, she'll be okay. Yeah. But she, she, she is getting a little, a, little, a little cocky, though. Getting cocky. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. So, Nicole, tell me your take on Sandra. Thumbs up, <sighs> thumbs down. My, my gut... Is telling me thumbs down. Thumbs down. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Sandra. You know I love you. Yeah. I, I think I... Look, I took her very high in yeah. the draft that I did at the start of the preseason. Yeah. But I, I feel like that just the amount of focus that's on her... I also think that she's on the tribe that is going to do worse in the challenges. And she's not good in challenges. Yeah. I think that the tribe she's on is going to be the Takeo of these two tribes. Yeah. And so I'm concerned. Yeah. I, have, I have a high level of concern okay. for Sandra. Rightfully so. Yeah. So we'll see. But I'm very, I'm very worried for Sandra. But I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope you're right. Okay. Let's get to the next person and let's talk about the queen of the big move, 
Here she is, Sierra Easton. Yeah, I read through everything that Josh wrote uh, before we did this, and Jeff was talking about Sierra, and he described her as like, what I love about Sierra is that I fantasize about myself that I would play the game like she does. Oh, Jeff, too much information. Yeah. yeah does your wife know about this? Okay, here's Sierra. She's back. What are you most proud of from last time? I'm very proud of not being timid and doing the season alone without the support of my mom fearlessly. So she was, she went out and she did Survivor Second Chance without Laura Moret. Okay. Okay. Uh, then what do you regret? She says, I regret being complacent and getting too into the experience and adventure and not staying focused. Really? Because I didn't get that from her. Yeah, I didn't remember the time when yeah. she was just being complacent <laughs> and not telling people what to do. Make then, a move! Yeah. And then how will you play differently? She says, uh, this time I'm taking the game more seriously. I'm going to be more focused, stay driven, not become complacent. When was Sierra complacent? I don't know. Yeah. I think that's part of the the survivor loser thing where you just think of like all the mistakes you've made and you think about it every single day. Yeah. I don't remember the point in the game where Sierra was really resting on her laurels. No. Or her laurel No, she, <laughs> She's yelling at people to make moves. Yeah. And I think that that's going to bite her in the butt this season. I just think that the self-assessment ends up getting really off on some of these players. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I you agree. That, that, it, it'd be nice on some of these returning player seasons where people say, Rob, what do I need to do? Rob, <laughs> Rob, what's my, where, where, where am I going wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they are so, who I they are. Know. They are who they are. Yeah. They're okay. not, it's not going to change. All right. So Sierra... I was down on her in the early part of the preseason that my barometer has not really changed. I'm concerned that she's going into the game with sun poisoning. Sun poisoning? (laughs) Yes. She She seems very tan. She had major sunburn in some of the videos. Ponderosa. I'm I'm concerned. (laughs) You're concerned? Yes. You know, in some of the pictures... The game didn't even start yet. Right. Like I saw a beast mode cowboy also that he looked like uh, his arms. And he's very easily dehydrated. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's one of the things you need to worry about. Yes. So besides the sun poisoning, Nicole, do you think that Sierra can make a deep run? I think that she's going to have the most trouble this season than she's had in in, in in the past. Okay, well, she made a pretty deep run the first time, yeah. a middle run the second time. You think that she could get to the point of diminishing returns? Yeah, I feel like this isn't going to be her season. There's too many big personalities. There's too many people that know how to play the game, and she's going to want to make big moves, and I don't think she should. Yeah, she does seem to me very arrogant in the pregame interviews. Yes. You know, talking about how, you know, she's really great. And why is this person here? Why is this person here? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if she can contain that in the game. You are who you are. Yeah. Yeah. But she does have nice hair this season. Yes. Good Mm -hmm. hair. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's half the game right there. If you don't look good, you can't feel good. Mm -hmm. Is that right? I think it's the opposite. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) All right. And she's got sun poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) Look, that's going to uh, turn into a nice tan. You're just going to put some aloe on it. Yes, because there's full of aloe. Okay. Let's go into Suri. Nicole, are you a big Suri fan? You know, we back in the day, who didn't love you some Suri? Okay. Shane Powers loves Suri, so you know you have to love Suri. He still does. He still does. He still does. He's her biggest fan. Yes. Shane Powers is uh, chomping at the bit to talk about this season. Shane Powers, I, I, he's one of my favorite people. Another one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So of the people that come to the house to do podcasts, Shane Powers is another good one. Yes, he, okay. he's he's on my list. Nicole's a fan. So, and I have a list of people I don't want coming. Back. All right. All right. Well, we don't need to get into that. So they asked her, what do you regret? She said, letting the emotions get the best of me. I'm letting this emotions get the best of me. <laughs> okay. uh, how will you play differently this time? I'm going to be less aggressive, less emotional, more physically fit. It's a good plan. Yeah. Okay. Nicole, Sari has such a target on her. I really was pretty down on the overall vibe on Sari just because she's in a tribe with JT with Ozzy we've seen Ozzy at least in his picture to Dalton Ross of who would you vote out first he said he would go for Sari she's definitely a target Mm -hmm. she's a target the only thing I will say that's going for Sari because she's Sari and she's a threat is that I feel like that she is on the tribe that I believe will win. is going to do better. And if she can make it out of that first part of the game mm-hmm. and get to a different setup, maybe she could create something. I, I feel like with Sari, Ozzy, JT, you don't know how it's who's going to align with who. Mm-hmm. You know, they could easily just get rid of Ozzy because he's a threat and keep Sari. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Well, Ozzy's a, a big threat. Ozzy is a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's also somebody who's going to really help you. Yeah. So it really comes down to what do you think about Sarita? But these are veteran players. So like you don't know what kind of strategy they're going to come up with this time. You don't know. Yeah. It's all a big unknown, Nicole. Big unknown. Yes. Okay. And... Suri, are you thumbs up, thumbs down? I feel like logically you should say thumbs down because, you know, she's someone you should get out early, but I feel good about her. You feel good? I do. You have thumbs up for I have Suri. thumbs up on Suri. Okay. I still think, I don't think she's going to win. Yeah. I still think it's a uh, uphill climb for Suri this I, I feel like she's going to make the merge. Make the merge. Okay. So after Suri... Let's talk about Haley Ford. Nicole, do you remember Haley Ford? Um... I remember talking about her. Yes. Yeah. Haley Ford, she was from the, what season was it? I don't remember, Nicole. Do you remember? I'm pretty sure you remember. <laughs> Do you remember? I'm pretty sure you remember. Worlds apart, Nicole. She that, was from worlds apart. That's the it. No Collar Tribe. Yeah. Yes. Even though she was like a lawyer. Yes, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. Good job, Nicole. Yeah. Okay. So here's Haley Ford. Mm-hmm. She came back. She's she's very pretty. Very pretty. Jeff Probst describes her that uh, Aaron Sebula asked him who is the sexiest player ever. He said Haley Ford. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what happened. <laughs> what? Yeah. What are you most proud of from last time they asked her? She I know said, a lot of uh, Survivor women are getting like really pissed right now. <laughs> well, that's what happened. Yeah. What are you most proud of from last time? She said nothing. Honestly, I would not put my name on anything I did in the last game. Yeah, well, fair enough. What, if anything, do you regret? She said, everything. <laughs> but if I must name one regret, it's failing to switch strategies immediately at the merge. Oh, I mean, Haley, you don't have to beat yourself up that much. It's, it's the survivoritis. <laughs> yeah. Regret everything. Okay. Yeah. How will you play differently this time? Said uh, my head and my heart were everywhere, but in the game last time. This time I'm going balls to the wall. That is my favorite expression. Balls to the wall is your favorite expression. Yes. Who knew? <laughs> Everybody. Who knew? 
I feel like the worlds apart, they were just like, hey, we're having so much fun. No we're, collar. We're just going to chill out and we're going to just sit in the water all day long and get a tan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chillax. Yeah. Okay. Too all much right. chillaxing. Too much chillaxing. Yeah. All right. So Haley Ford, not I, feeling it? I feel like she's she's not a threat. She's not a threat. Who's getting rid of her? She's not a threat at all. I could see her being one of the people in the pre-merge that goes because she is uh, not a physical asset to the tribe. Was she not a physical asset last time? I mean, time? she's fine. I, I think, mean, she, she's I think she'd probably hold her own. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't think she's going to be like... You know, no offense to Sandra, but she's not going to be like Sandra that really just kind of, you know, stinks at the challenges. Okay. Yeah. No, she doesn't stink at the challenges, but she's not an asset either. I think that she probably has her own, you know, set of skills. Sure. Fine. <laughs> let's let's agree on that. Fine. Yes. She has, she's got. She has her own. She skills. has a set of skills. Okay. Fine. Okay. So. <laughs> what how how far do you think she's gonna go she's gonna make it to like 10th place 10th place Mm -hmm. okay write it down so around the time she went out last time is it yeah well that's gonna really bum her out (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i feel like that she's probably somebody who gets knocked out if they get down to the tribes of six yeah all right let's talk malk malk is back Malk really coming in with an ego. Coming in, yeah. Malk coming really in high hard with an Malk. ego. Yeah. Just before we get into what he said in his bio, uh, what's your take on Malk? You need to tone it down. Tone it down. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he comes. I'm so charismatic. Please. Yes. <laughs> Malk's been reading his own press clippings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does he tweet himself? Mm, I'm not sure. I mm-hmm. bet. I bet he has at one point. <laughs> Not as much as Steven does. He sounds like someone that tweets himself. Yeah. Okay. So, Malk, they said, uh, what has changed since the last time you played? He said... I just uh, got better. One, uh, my hair is incredibly even thicker than it was before. Stop it, Malcolm. Okay. He says that he rewatched an unhealthy amount of Disney movies and discovered he related more to the villains. Gaston was misunderstood. <laughs> what? And he says he got a little fat. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Uh, it's Gaston, and um, he was very egotistical. <laughs> okay. So what are you most proud of from last time? He said, uh, I don't do base hits. I swing for the fences for better or for worse. And I'm so amazing. I'm like the best, and I have the best personality. I ride a motorcycle. I'll How bring, about this, I'll bring my helmet. They well, you should bring your helmet if you wear to the a motorcycle. island. Yeah, I don't think he brought his helmet to the <laughs> island. I don't think that. Happened. I don't think so either. That's fake news, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's all the rage. Okay. Then they asked him, "What, if anything, do you regret?" He said, "Losing, and also wearing too much plaid." Malcolm, how dare you? Yeah, that's a regret. It, it is. <laughs> Take note. <laughs> How's Malk going to play differently this time? Same big moves, but more finesse. He's going to find the idols. He's going to wreck folks, but being a little older, a little wiser. Should get him paid this time around. I'm going to find every single idol, and I'm going to use it perfectly and vote everybody out. 
I don't remember a Survivor player being this cocky headed to a season. <laughs> yeah, I know. Malcolm. Yes. And Malcolm really feels like he's got this game won. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I was also very high on Malcolm. And he's wearing the same teething necklace that Anthony wears. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, I was very high on Malcolm at the start of this preseason. I have to say, I think I've cooled a little bit. You know, I, I like Malcolm. But I like the Malcolm who is a little less cocky. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm pretty sure the rest of the survivors will agree. (laughs) Yeah. I know he's charming, but I do think that probably the humility goes. I think he's charming himself. Yeah, that might be. (laughs) That might be. So I, I don't I just don't know how much you could be, you know, that. And then also still charm everybody that's out there. Mm hmm. I don't know. At some point, those two things get disconnected. Yes. I mean, you got a lot of big egos here. They're not going to want to hear how great you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can he hide that? Um, no. He's, he's, he, he, he's comparing himself to Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Like, <laughs> no, he's not going to be able to hide that. <laughs> okay, there's, there's like a song like, Gaston, you're so great. You're so hot. You're so beautiful. <laughs> Nicole. Do you say thumbs up or thumbs down for Malk? Um, I, do, oh, I don't think he's going to go as far as he thinks he's going to go. Okay, so you're sour on Malk. I'm a little sour. Little sour little on sour. Malk. Give me a, uh, a placement. I think he'll Malk. make the merge. Yeah. But I'm going to say shortly thereafter. Shortly thereafter. Merge boot for Malk. Yeah, sorry, Malk. Malk merge boot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you, know you got what? that cool teething necklace. <sighs> I, could, I mean, I could see I really felt like that he was the winner coming into talking about all this, but it just seems like it's too easy for him to be the winner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think people are going to forget about him. Oh, he's not going to let anybody forget about him. (laughs) I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried. I think that, that, that look, if we found out in a couple of months, he was the winner. Uh, it would not be a shocking result. I think that maybe if he said that, you know, plaid is rad, then he'd maybe be, he'd be, maybe, he'd be maybe in a better position. Maybe he needed more plaid this time. Yeah. I feel like, though, that it's just it's never as easy as, oh, yeah, Malcolm will just win. And yeah. then, so something I, I think will go wrong along the way. I can't tell you what it's going to yeah. be. Sorry, Gaston. OK, let's talk about Sarah Lucina. Nicole, do you fondly remember the first incarnation of Sarah Lucina? You mean Cops Are Us? Cops Are Us. Yes. Mm-hmm. My winner pick. Yes. Back from... Survivor Kagiyan. My Facebook friend. Are Your you friends Facebook with her? Friend. Um, I'm guessing yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could look it up. Mm-hmm. Why? What is this? Like a one-upmanship? I have I have a lot of Survivor Facebook friends that you don't have. Do you remember who you, you picked have. to win Survivor Kagiyan? I don't. A young man by the name of Garrett Adelstein. Oh, and I was way wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nicole, I think you have a lot of like you you get the winners a few times, but I think that maybe just as many times you got the second person off a season. You know what? I go balls to the walls. Yes, balls to the wall. You swing for the fences. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes you really strike out. So Sarah Lucina, now are you surprised to see her back? Um, maybe a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. She had a baby. She did have a baby. Mm-hmm. I think she was pregnant at the time of the Survivor Kagian finale. Yeah. Okay. And so here she is back, Nicole. And uh, are you feeling good about the uh, young mom, Sarah Lucina? Um, I'm feeling 
Moderately okay. Moderately okay. An interesting thing about her, you know, that so much was made about her feud with Tony and about how that she got very upset. Tony swore on her badge. One of the things that she has consistently said throughout the preseason, and she says it again here, what, if anything, do you most regret? She says, I regret sticking to my morals and values. It's Survivor. You have to play the game. Shades of Sierra. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, how will you play differently? She says, I will do whatever it takes to win. The only purpose for me going back out there is to win a million dollars. I don't care about making friends or what anyone thinks of me. They'll get over it. You know, it is interesting. The idea of the person with a family versus the person who the single person. Does, not, does not have one. And what it sounds like to me, Sarah is saying, and potentially something that, Tony could relate to is that my alliance is to my family, family. Mm-hmm. at home. You're a stranger. I don't know you. I can I don't tell care. you whatever. I don't care what you think of me. Mm-hmm. I am here to make a better life for my family. I always like to go back to what Penner once said uh, when we were at his house (laughs) and we were telling them about how uh, we were going to have kids eventually. And 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 the next day we found out we were pregnant. That's right. Yeah, it was the it was (laughs) the Penner blessing. Yeah, it really was. And he said, babies make bread. Mm -hmm. When you have kids, you will you, you will do things to provide for them. How do you think you would play now? I mean, you were already kind of like a jerk the first time. No, I would be more honest. I don't think this would apply to me. I think I would be less cutthroat. And more honest and just like uh, open and nice with everybody. Seriously? Yeah. Why don't you do that in real life? Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Uh, Nicole. Sarah Lucina. (laughs) Thumbs up or thumbs down? I think she's going to do better. Yeah. Better. Yes. Better. You think she'll do better? I mean, she did not really set the bar super high on the first attempt. I think that she's going to do... Much better. Much better. Much better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you, what do you, you? Is that your winner? No. You picking her for a winner? I don't know. I don't know who my winner is yet. You don't know. I don't know. Okay. What is there any specific thing that you identify or you see in her? I think she's got a little bit more fire. Does she have the passion to win? I feel like she always did, but she um, took things a little too seriously. Let's see. Let's see how it goes for Sarah. I I don't think that she'll be a pre-merge boot. You don't think she is. So I think she I think that she is going to be around for a while. I agree. You're stealing my my stuff. <laughs> stealing your take on yeah. Sarah Lucina? Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's talk about Ozzy. Let's talk about Ozzy. Now you're down on Ozzy. I, I am down tell. on Ozzy. I can tell. Yes. Okay, why? Why? Yeah. Um And why do you seem angry? <laughs> I'm not angry. What did Ozzy do to you? What did he do to me? He ignored me. He ignored you. Yes. Oh, okay, so it's personal. <laughs> This is biased commentary. It's coming not biased from, commentary. When did Ozzy ignore We have you? seen Ozzy several times. Okay. And he barely made eye contact with us. Okay. And I think that is reflective of how he plays the game. Mm-hmm. That his lack of social awareness and of people. Did you stop yelling right now? <laughs> not yelling. Yeah. 
Okay. People are are like cowering right now. <laughs> Stop it. They are not. You're triggering people. Okay. The, yeah. All right. So you don't, you d- dislike Ozzy. I don't dislike him, but he has, he does not have what it takes to win socially. When was the last time you were someplace at the same time as Ozzy? It was uh, several years Is ago. Is it in the last five years? Yes, it was. Okay. It actually was. When? We were in Santa Monica. We went to a bar. Mm-hmm. And then there was an after party with him and a certain um, celebrity mm-hmm. that we were going to go, but we decided not to go. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this? Uh, yeah. And, and this is not in the last five years. Yes, it was. It's probably five years exactly. Five years exactly? Yeah. From March 2017? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm just saying that I have witnessed him socially, personally, and he does not make an effort to to talk to anybody. This is more than five years ago. You're what? wrong about this. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Okay. Just saying that he did not make any effort to talk to anybody. Everybody had to go to him. And even if you did, like he wasn't he was not talkative. Okay. But I, I think you're taking an isolated uh personal experience. And he's not playing a game for a million dollars at the time. And and you're a stranger. You don't that he doesn't know who you are from anybody. It doesn't matter. You just you you socially interact with people a certain way where you want to have make them feel engaged. Mm -hmm. And there was no engagement whatsoever. Okay. All right. Well, Nicole, they asked Ozzy, what are you most proud of from last time? He said, enjoying the experience, taking big risks. And they said, what, if anything, do you regret? He said, choking on the final challenge. How will you play differently? I will build my original alliance more carefully. Okay. Okay. So how down are you on Ozzy? Do you think think he gets to the merge? I do think he gets to the merge because he's strong. But he is a target. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that he has what it takes socially. You don't think he has what it takes socially? No. And he he talked about it in his interviews that he was going to be a more social player. Mm -hmm. But it's like you're social or you're not. I'm probably uh, certainly higher on Ozzy than <laughs> than you are. I think he's set up well with the people that are on his tribe. Mm-hmm. So we will see just uh, how far Ozzy can go. Yeah. And if he can turn over a new leaf with Nicole. That is the challenge. That's the challenge. Yes. And, and, and really, and in the, how many years uh, do I know Nicole? I would say, what, so from 2003, since I knew you, in quotes, in the biblical sense, Mm -hmm. uh, that in these last 14 years, I don't believe Nicole has ever changed her opinion about any one person. In my life? Yes. Or I should say that Nicole has changed her opinion, where she has gone from having a high opinion of someone to a low opinion of someone. But I've never once witnessed where Nicole has a low opinion of someone and that opinion has changed. Because you know what? I'm a good judge of character. Nicole's bad side is not unlike the Hotel California that once she checks you in, you can never leave. (laughs) Is that what that song's about? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) All right. Not perfect. All right, Nicole, somebody else who's been out in the sun a lot. Caleb Reynolds. I'm worried. You're worried I'm worried about his health. You're worried about his hydration. Yes. Okay. Here he is, Nicole. Back from Big Brother 16 in Survivor Call Wrong. Here's Caleb. How have you changed since the last time you played? I've grown up a lot. Been watching past seasons. Who knew? I drank a lot of water. Yes. Studying strategy and the game. 
They said... Uh, Did he watch Survivor before his first time? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What are you most proud of from last time? He said, I gave it my all and I didn't get voted out. I made my tribe proud and I went out swinging. That is not a fair answer. Yeah. That is not a fair answer. Now, how did he go out swinging? He went out digging. He went out falling on the floor. <laughs> I don't know if he went out taking a swing. And what, if anything, do you most regret? He said, nothing! Exclamation point. I feel like he has a kind of warped perception of what happened. How does Caleb not even regret, you know, drinking more water? <laughs> How does he regret nothing? Yeah. Got to regret it a little bit. Like, ah, uh, you know what? In hindsight, I, I should have drank some more water. <laughs> I should have stayed in the shade a little bit longer. Yeah. Maybe I didn't have to give 200% in the reward challenge. Maybe I should have paced myself. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, can't any regret? You almost Nothing? died. Like you should, that, that's a that's a big deal. No regrets. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nicole, Beast Mode Cowboy, can he improve from where he went out of the game last time? Yeah, he cannot almost die. <laughs> well, that would be a start. Yeah. Okay. Stay out of the sun. Stay out of the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, maybe Beast Mode is not really the way to go on Survivor. Yeah, you want to sort of like uh, beast mode is is like hard to do for six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you how, know? how long did it last the first time? Um, I think he got to like day 12 ish. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yes, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, maybe a little pacing. OK, a little yeah. pacing. So maybe what's what's in between uh, least mode and beast mode? <laughs> least mode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of something witty, but I don't know, right on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Just maybe sort of like jog slow, mode. Slow and steady wins the race. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, we don't need to go beast mode the whole time. It's uh, unsustainable. Yeah. Okay. Nicole, uh, any other comments or thoughts on beast mode cowboy? Um, I think he's an interesting character and I'd look forward to seeing what he's going to do. I mean, he's strong. And if he can not pass out, I think that he might do well. How about Troyzan, Nicole? Nicole, have you ever had any interaction with Troyzan? I have not. Okay. Yet. But. Yes. Didn't he give a big F you to the women? He told them that this is my island. Well, you know what? It wasn't. It was not. It was not. That time around. You got voted out. He did get voted out. That Mm -hmm. is correct. Yeah. That is not revisionist history. (laughs) This is an accurate account of what happened. Mm -hmm. So here is Troyzan. He's back. He was in the mix for second chances, did not get voted back in. Uh, Here he is. Longest bio yet that I've seen on CBS.com. He's got a lot to say. I'm not not surprised. They asked him, what, if anything, do you regret? He says, I regret I didn't confront my enemies face to face more. So enemies is what he's saying. That's a very strong word. Yeah, but... How did uh, Troyzan not confront his enemies face to face enough? I mean, he, he gave a big F you to people. What more is there? <laughs> That's like what he's famous for. It's like, hey, like, uh, like, uh, don't do not F with me. This is my island. Yeah. Like you don't get more confronting your enemies face to face than that. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. That's, that's, that's a lot of confrontation. Yeah. They, he also said, I would have also called out Kim Spradlin in front of the entire tribe daily. Oh, yeah. I would, I would have called out the winner. I would have beat the winner. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying it. They said, how will you play differently this time? I realized this is an outwit game more than anything else. I'll try to keep the bullseye off my back by not showing all my cards like last time. And at all costs, always, 
in all ways, keep a person around who's a bigger target than myself. Keep your friends close and kiss your enemies. Yeah. Whoa. Now, does kiss your enemies... What does he think? He's Don Corleone? Maybe. But does kiss your enemies, you know, line up with... I would call Kim Spradlin out daily. Like, which is it? I, I want to call out my enemies and I want to kiss them. You, go, you seems, don't get to do both, Troyzan. Seems like you don't know what you're talking about. You either kiss your enemies or you call them out on the daily. Mm-hmm. Which is it? <laughs> One or the other. A very confused, confused man. Kiss the enemies. That's good. Yeah. That's, that's, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Call your enemies out daily. I, I, not as smart, but that's another way to go. But, but both things. But that's not kissing, time. kissing your enemies. That's very confusing to me. Yeah. So you got to pick one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he's on the cuckoo train. Like Nicole, not kissing the enemies. No. And I won't even say I'm going to. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. She's not going to work with her enemies. She's going to call them out daily. Probably. Yeah. Nicole is a great example of someone who confronts her enemies face to face often. I'm not a fake person. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> At all. It often confronts people, not even her enemies. You know what? You're the enemy until proven otherwise. <laughs> yeah, not shy from the confrontation. Um, no, because I, 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 I'm, I'm confident in my arguments. <laughs> <laughs> and you shouldn't be. I know. Yeah. You should have very little confidence in your arguments. Call me Malcolm. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So you're down on Troy's end. How much? Uh, you know what? I have to stick with the women on this. I'm not high on him. Not high on him. No. I think people are too low on Troyzan. Yeah. I think that uh, just like Brad, I think that people are uh, like selling them probably a little too short. I think that the public is too low on Troyzan. I think there are too many smarter people. I mean, this is this is an all star season. They're not going to put up with his shenanigans. You know what? He should be kissing his enemies more Mm -hmm. than. Yes, uh, he should. Yeah. I think that the group think is really low on Troy's hand. And I think that he's probably going to exceed expectations. Okay. Well, that, that would be good for him. Yeah. I could see him being around into the merch. Yeah. Not me. Okay. All right. Let's keep going with uh, the cast of the Game Changers. How about Zeke? Um, I don't think I've heard you talk often about Zeke. My zeke chef. Yes. You like Zeke. I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Nicole. Tell me about your take on Zeke. I thought that he was very well spoken. He is very aware of his surroundings. He's aware of the people. I think that he he knows what's going on. And I feel like he's going to know when to to shut up and when to make a move. They asked him, what are you most proud of from last time? He says, I'm not sure. It's all a blur. I remember something about forcing rocks to save myself. What, if anything, do you most regret? Nothing, everything, nothing, everything, Chris. Sounds about right. And they also said, how will you play differently this time? He said, frankly, I don't exactly know what I did right or wrong from last time, but I think I played too flashy. This go around, I'm going to play more subtly because I'm a very subtle person. Um, That's where I don't think that he's going to be able to do. No, I, I feel like that through most of his interviews, I think he keeps talking about, yeah, we're going to make crazy moves. This is game changers. Yeah. We got to like, you know, make this uh, big flashy move you know what i hate i really do hate when people are like we're gonna make some big big moves you can't go in the game saying i'm gonna make big moves you gotta go with the flow of the game no right i agree and i think that zeke seems like he's pretty caught up in the theme the idea of the game changers i feel like some of the videos though he was more perceptive yeah oh certainly he is very perceptive yeah 
but I'm just worried that will he uh, play too big too soon? Well, isn't there like, you know, he just played. He's riding high. You know that high that you get after you're playing. Right. How much does he want to prove to the All-Stars he belongs? Yeah. They don't know who he is. He's got to prove himself. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like he can handle it. Do you think that there will be concern that he could be another Russell Hans? Of course. There is no other Russell Hans. <laughs> well, we all we I'm know the only that. Russell Hans. Yeah. There yes. never will be another Russell Hans. And we're grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that that's going to be a factor for Abso- Zeke? Absolutely. So what's your prediction on Zeke? I think that that'll be the initial perception of him, but I don't think that's who he is. Okay. So you think he's able to overcome that? Yes. Okay. Does Zeke make the merge? Yes. Okay. Does he make a deep run? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. Well, I feel like that, that, that you have not said many people will make a deep run. I know. I, I, every time I watch somebody, I'm like, yeah, you're getting a, you're, you're the first boot. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I haven't been tracking this right now, but I feel like you've said that uh, 17 people won't make the merge. Yeah. No one's making the merge to my book. <laughs> Only Zeke, right? Yes. Now. I think Zeke and Andrea are the final two. It's a real uh, Survivor Brooklyn out there. Okay. Nicole, how about Sierra Dawn Thomas, uh, fan favorite, favorite of yours, Sierra Dawn Thomas. Yes, yes. Do you have any opinion on Sierra Dawn Thomas? I do have an opinion, but I don't know if I should say it. What is it? Why? Uh, Well, this is an old take. Yes. Okay. All right. So (laughs) you're you're like uh, 11 months too late for the why is Sierra Dawn Thomas here take. So, all right. Well, you asked me what I thought, and that, that's what I think. All right. Do you have any thoughts of her from Worlds Apart? Not really. Yeah. What did she do? She worked with people that she didn't like. She didn't. She didn't turn on them. Yeah. yeah. She was able to keep that uh, inside and not and not lose her mind. Congratulations. Working what, with Dan Foley. What place did she come in? Fifth. Uh, okay. That, was, well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So. What was she brought along for the ride? Mm, I think it depends on how you look at I, it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what is your opinion on Sierra Don Thomas in terms of how far she goes? She'll probably do the same thing, cruise down. <laughs> I know. I am very bullish on her in this season. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I would be beyond surprised if she's not in the top five. Yeah. I can totally see a scenario where she's sitting there in the final three. I could see it too. I mean, I, I could see a scenario where she's the winner. Yeah. It could happen. It could. It, 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 anything is possible. Yeah, it could happen. But she she's definitely going to be pretty close. Yeah. 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 I, I just think that there are so many people that you're going to be gunning for. Mm-hmm. No one's no one is targeting her. She's inoffensive. Mm-hmm. She doesn't make people mad. Yeah. That's half the game. She says everybody loves her. She says everybody loves her. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and like, I just don't know. Nobody's going to be worried about her. Nobody's yeah. coming for her. Yeah. When does she go home? Yeah. No, she's, she's there. She's not going anywhere. She's there. Yeah. And that's going to be the the tricky thing. And, you know, it's such an unfair advantage, I believe, mm-hmm. for the why is this person here person. Yeah. You know, it's an unfair advantage to them. Yes. Yes. Because you have a season where you bring back all these big personalities, mm-hmm. all these people that you have every reason in the world to get rid of. And then you bring back people who there's no reason to get rid of. 
Yeah. And she's strong. Yeah. And she's, she's nice. athletic. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I just I can't come up with a reason why anybody's voting her out. At any there point. is no reason. There's no reason. And there seems if I'm out there, there's little fear that I have that you're going to get to the end and she's, she's gonna going win. to give some sort of Todd Herzog speech in the final three yeah. where she's going to win. Yeah. Now, the last time that the people went out there on a returning player season, that there was a lot of talk of, oh, we need to have worthy people in the final three. We can't just bring Abby Maria to the final three. She's not deserving. That is stupid. Well, and again, it's self-serving also. Yeah. Um, that people say like, Hey, nobody flip and bring, you know, uh, somebody else, uh, you know, don't bring Keith. The fans won't appreciate it. And mm-hmm. again, they got voted in by the fans. So I don't know how much that changes that. Uh, I, I don't see any point where people mm-hmm. are going after Sierra Don Thomas. No, I, 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 I agree. I have strongly considered her as my winner pick. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a sad story. it's not something I'm excited about to see her play again with all due respect to her, but I can't see, I I have to also, you know, keep it real. Who would you rather have seen in her place? I I mean, like that's a whole different podcast, but that I also, I can't see anybody coming for her. Yeah. And and I think she's set up very well. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So she's in a very good landing spot. Yeah. Congratulations. I'm very, I'm very high on Sierra Don Chavez's uh, outlook for the season. You're hot and cold. Okay. All right. JT. 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 Nicole. I feel like someone get this man a Zoloft. Yeah, he's depressed. Yes. Get him a Zoloft. Now, how could someone who's best friends with Stephen Fishback be depressed? <laughs> I can think of a million reasons. No. no I'm okay. kidding. All right. So here is JT. Yeah. He lost all the pep. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't he like excitable uh, I don't know if he was ever excitable I mean, but... he was like he, he didn't have to almost check his pulse yeah look he's getting older he's not that old and he's so, married does he have a kid yet uh, I'm not sure yeah I know he's married yeah and so they said uh, what if anything do you regret most everything Nicole? yeah no, he said he regrets when he climbed down the from the pole in the immunity challenge uh, in heroes versus villains mm-hmm does not regret the Russell letter. He did mention it in the videos. He mentioned it, but Mm -hmm. it wasn't a major regret. Yeah, it should be. And he's going to be more careful about picking his allies. That is a good call, JT. Yeah, I feel like JT is coming in with way too much regret. Way too much regret for JT. Mm -hmm. Like he, He is looking for redemption, and it's not that season. Do you think that JT could be out early? No. No? No. Okay, so what do you think? I think he's like shortly after the merge. Shortly after the merge. JT is somebody else I'm pretty high on. Are you high on him? Yes. Now, again, you're talking me out of him a little bit because of that. If if we go to anything with you that you have almost no idea what you're talking about with any sort of historical context. I have no idea. No idea. But that you, you are pretty good with your okay oh that person looks this that person looks this they seem confident they're standing a certain way i have to go back to ozzy with this yes in my experience with him he had the body language like i'm not talking to anybody because i don't have to and mm-hmm. i don't want to okay that's fine yeah that i so i'm saying what well, i trust you on this yeah okay in terms of jt that I feel like that what you're saying is the only thing that I'm sort of down on with JT. Oh, you should be. Because JT, to me, 
I go back and read the article that Josh wrote. Every single person has good things to say about JT. Like except JT. Except for JT. <laughs> and that's fine. But I don't think that people are have the right scouting report on JT. I think that they're forgetting that this guy was really good in token chains. Yeah. I don't think that's who we're going to see, though. Okay. Who are we going to see? We're going to see the depressed JT that just doesn't... I don't think he has it. I don't think he has it, he has it in him anymore. I think that he's just... Like, he thinks about this every single day. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I get the sense that JT hasn't thought about Survivor once since Heroes vs. Villains. I think that he thinks about it all the time. On the daily. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, he went from being a winner to being a man who made one of the biggest mistakes. He won the award for the dumbest move ever. Yes, <laughs> and I think that he thinks about that every single day i don't think he thinks about it I that do. much okay uh ty trang uh dominic's favorite dominic's favorite loves ty mm-hmm. here he is he's back do you have any take on ty um not really okay <laughs> here he is he's back uh he did give me some nice honey the last time i saw was him. it delicious it was pretty good was it better than store-bought Yes. Were you able to taste the difference? Yes. Mm-hmm. Delicious you, honey. You you ate it really fast. Okay. Well, I had a very sore throat <laughs> that week that I got it. So, Nicole, a lot of podcasting. Uh, what's your feeling on Ty? I feel like Ty is going to stick around. Yeah. I don't think that he has a target on him. And there are just so many other crazy people around mm-hmm. that I think that he'll be fine. Yeah, they asked Ty, how are you going to play differently this time? He says, I am much more confident about the game now. I know I have a lot to offer and I can get along with everyone. Now it's the time to create strong relationships. It's good to have friends both in the alliance and on the jury. I will be much more observant and aware of my position within the rest of the tribe. I just don't know if you can just say you're going to do that. Like, they all oh, yeah. say that, and they're, but they all go back to who they are. Mm-hmm. I think Ty is going to be fine for a while. I think so, too. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win. Probably not. No, I don't think he's going to win. I think that his final tribal council performance last time around was really not great. And in terms of this being the big moves era, lots of stuff is happening at tribal council. That's the worst part of his game. Yeah. He really puts his foot in his mouth. He says the wrong thing. He's just too too all over the place. He spills the beans about yeah. things at tribal council. And people easily turn on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Because he's so trusting and then it it doesn't like he's he's like he gets over it. Yeah. He's gotta just keep it completely simple. Just be a nice man who is providing for the tribe. Don't get involved with anything sneaky where he can put his foot in his mouth. Yeah. And then, you know what? That's that's how you should deal with life. Yeah. Okay. So, Nicole, let's get into our final three people. Jeff Varner. Do you have any uh, strong opinions on Jeff Varner? I think I, I basically in the interviews and like Jeff had said, like, he sucks at everything, but he's just a really nice person. Okay. <laughs> what just bit my ass? <laughs> He like, sucks at everything. Like he sucks in the challenges and he really doesn't bring much to the table, but he's a really nice guy. Nice guy. Yes. Okay. He's fun. I was really, really down on him. I predicted him to be the first boot of the season, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to back off that a little bit. Yeah. And I, that I feel like that he seemed very calm, 
very reserved in the interviews that I've seen him do yeah. in the pregame press. And also in hearing the other players, I thought that they were all going to say 19 people were going to say Jeff Varner's got to go. Jeff no Varner's one said go. that. No, people were pretty positive and pretty high on Jeff Varner. Yeah, I think that he has that going for him. I think that he's still he's I think he's still really thirsty for it. Mm-hmm. And that was his problem the second time. Yeah. And I think that he he might be even more thirsty. More thirsty. Maybe he can conceal it a little bit better. I feel like if anybody can conceal it, it might be him. But yes. he is effing thirsty. Well, he had such a layoff between season one and season two. He compared himself to a bottle of champagne that had been on the shelf for 15 years and was shaken up. <laughs> and then just uh, unexpectedly just was popped open going everywhere. Maybe now with a much shorter layoff that he can relax. Yeah come into this and not be as crazy. I hope so, because I like him. I think he's really he's good. He's I think he's funny, really good. And he was great on uh, Survivor Cambodia. Yeah. In terms of a TV character. Yes. Yes, absolutely. So. I, hope he, I, I hope he sticks around. I don't think he's going to win. I think he still has a real uphill battle. And I think that the real part of the game that he needs to get through, I think that the line in the sand is going to be that anchor moment of if you get down to a tribe of six, can he survive a tribal council there? If anybody can do it, I think it's him. He survived one. Yeah. In the previous season. But if he goes to a tribal council, two tribal councils in the six person version of the game, Mm -hmm. uh, can he make it through that? Yeah. And if he can get to the merge... He can be good. I don't think anybody is, is, is he's going to target him. Yeah. I mean, he just, if he doesn't suck in the challenges, which, what tribe is he on? He is on the tribe that I think is going to potentially lose, lose challenges. Well, that's not a good sign. Yes. That's not good. Okay. Yeah. That's again, him and Sandra, I think are uh, in that tough spot. So. Who do you think they get? Well, they would get rid of Sandra first, I think. You think so? Yes. I think it's really between Sandra, Jeff, and Sierra. Sierra Easton. I think those are the three people of that tribe. And they're all in the same tribe. You know what? Sierra's a big big target. Sandra's a big target. I don't think Jeff is. Okay. Well, not that much of a big target. Yeah. And everybody loves a big bottle of champagne that's going to erupt. Let's talk about your friend, Tony Vlacos. Who is back? My favorite llama speaking. Oh my God. (laughs) Nicole. Now, you did not pick Tony to win. I did not. Back in Kagiyan. I I think I was very sour on Tony. Yes, but you came around. Because he's a nice person. Nice person. Yes, he's genuinely a nice person. Yes. What did change about Tony that you feel like he's such a nice guy? He reached out to me. He reached (laughs) out to you, and what did he say? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So you like Tony. He's from the East Coast. Yes. Yes. Um, he likes I'll, to work out just like you. Yes. But I, I feel like if I was playing with him, he would annoy the crap out of me. Why? Because I would have no patience. He's intense. He's intense. I wouldn't be eating. I wouldn't be sleeping. And he has so much energy. I would not be able to be around him. Yeah. You wouldn't be sleeping. Well, you do sleep that much there. I mean, you can. I mean, I, the sun goes down at like six o'clock. Yeah, but I would, really be so, I would be so worried do. about bugs going into my mouth and my ear and laying eggs. Okay, well then, all right, <laughs> fine. Then, then don't go on Survivor. Yes. So Tony, they asked him about uh, what did he regret? He says, there's seriously nothing I regret. Everything I did in Kagiyan was on the fly. On the fly? 
Like uh, what? Like he just thought of it like uh, off the top of his head? Yes, that's what that means. Okay. You nerd. He said, uh, some things were based off of emotion. Some things were based off of strategy, but nothing was based off of malice. In the end, it fell into place and I became the sole survivor. Well, he's right. How would you play differently this time? He says, going into this game this time around with all the players knowing my game style, I know that I'm going to be a huge threat. Having said that, I know I have to take it down a few notches just so I can plant my roots. Yes, he's going to plant his roots in his underground tunnel. Yes, in the spy shack. <laughs> Nicole. He's a huge, huge threat. threat. Can he work around it? I, I don't know. He's 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 a police officer. He no, I'm a construction worker. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, I I forgot. Um, he's good at reading people. He should be adaptable. No, as a police officer, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be enough, though. You don't think it's going to be enough? Why? Yeah. How bad do you think it's going to be for Tony? Is he Everybody make the merge? has it out for him. Yes, everybody. Everybody's very worried about Tony. Yes. Can he? Make the merge. I think that he might he'll make the merge, but then he's strong. Though. Yes, that's he, he's his all biggest muscle. Asset. Yeah, I think the difference between him and Sandra is that they're both targets, but especially on the tribe that he's on, he can they, bring something to the table. They cannot afford to lose yes. him. Yes, they need him. They need him. Yeah, we'll see. I don't think it's uh, as scary for Tony as it is for uh, somebody like Sandra. Uh, absolutely, but. Yeah, nobody's ever going to forget about him. Mm-hmm. So, not high on Tony. Do you think he's going to bring different animal language to maybe, this season? Maybe, but, you know, the only thing I could say that makes me excited is that every time I've counted Tony out before, he, he has comes back. come back. Yes. So I hope, I hope that he does it again. I hope that he goes far. I do. I hope that he wins. Yeah. Do you think he's going to win? No. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you would have asked me going into the finale of Survivor Kageon, do I think Tony's going to win? I would have said no again. Mm-hmm. I do think that if there was going to be a second double winner, I think it would be Tony. So you would have Tony ahead of JT? I think Tony has what it takes to like make moves to to do that. I don't I think big moves. I don't think JT. I don't, I, I not the JT that I saw that needs yeah. to be uh, medicated, or maybe he's over medicated. Yeah, maybe. I think the JT would be more likely second winner out of this cast. You do? Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't agree because I think everybody is excited to work with JT. Everybody's very scared of Tony. Yeah, but I think Tony is a smart guy. Okay, Nicole. He's my friend. One last person to talk about your girl, Debbie. Wanner, she is back. Nicole, your winner pick from Survivor Korong is here waiting for you. I feel like I gave her the confidence to go back and play like I knew she could. To go back and play like you thought she could in this season. In the, her first season. Are you saying the season that was already recorded that you're that you're saying that I, I feel like she, you know, heard me speak so highly of her and I knew that she had it in her and she's taking this with her to this season. We're, this is where, we're deep into this part. We don't have time for this crazy <laughs> talk. Okay. It's Debbie. There is crazy talk. <laughs> All right. So here is Debbie. Um, what do you regret from last time? She said not making more of an effort to reach out to Scott and Jason. Okay. And what do you guys do differently this time? Attempting to reach as many people as possible while still maintaining sincerity and decency. All right. Okay. And she's always talking about weight, Debbie. She said that she was going to maybe gain 10 pounds as well. 
Foraging for food uses more energy than we get from eating it. She does look a little bigger. But she told Josh Wiggler she gained four pounds. And then after she played last time, she said, I, I lost 20 pounds, 17 pounds, 10 pounds. That, you know, that the numbers are, are always changing with Debbie. All right. Well, it's alternative, alternative facts. Alternative facts. All right. So, Nicole, you can't be as high on Debbie this time around. Can and you? I am not. Okay, good. <laughs> Why? Why? Because I don't think that she's going to win. I think she's. I think that she may be. We may see a different Debbie than yeah. the the cuckoo bird that we saw the first time. Okay. What place did she come in the first time? Um, ninth. Oh, she, she did okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she's gonna be that crazy. She seems so salty with certain people in the pregame interview. She does have a bit of an ego. She uh, she does have a bit of an ego, but she is just like really negative about a lot of things, and I don't understand why. She she has the survivoritis. I don't know. She was asked, "Who are you gonna go after first? And she told Dalton Ross that she held up a picture of Andrea. Because she says this is Survivor, not a Playboy shoot. Fast forward to the picture of her on the car, like, right, half naked. Right. There's more uh, scandalous pictures of Debbie than there are of Andrea. And you know what? Andrea is probably one of like the like one of the most classy girls that you'll right. see on Survivor. Right. Like, there's like an, almost nothing like that. Of and she's Andrea. so sweet. Like, how could you get that read on Andrea? Well, because Andrea's pretty. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. don't know what, but she seems like she has it out for Andrea. She does yeah. not care for Andrea. Yeah. I don't know that she seems like, uh, she's just like very negative, Debbie. I, she was always negative. Mm, but I felt like that there was like a kookiness to her. Yeah. Now it's just ego. She seems like she's gotten mean, Debbie. Mm-hmm. We don't like that. No. We don't like that. Don't like that. And we don't like that at our Andrea. So I don't know what has happened to Debbie, but I think that she does not have the personality to have a successful run in this game. <laughs> no. No. It doesn't appear so. So. I don't know. I am down on Debbie. I'm yeah. a, I'm a, call me Debbie Downer. Well, you are, you are a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Debbie Downer. <laughs> Nicole, is Debbie making the merch? What tribe is she on? She is on the tribe that I think is going to do better. The tribe with Ozzy and JT and Brad. Yeah, she's strong. She's making the merge. She's going to make the merge. Yeah. Okay. I will say that she... She probably does, but I feel like that she's out early after the merge. I, I I agree. Okay. All right, Nicole. Here we are. Those are your 20 Survivor Game Changers. You've talked about a lot of people, and it's time to get your Nicole Stradamus pick for this season. Okay. There's only a couple people that you said you were going to do good. Yeah. So I don't even know necessarily. Can you give us the nominees? I'll give of, you the two that I have in mind. I, I mean, I, can I can I guess who yes, they are? Yes, yes. Andrea and Zeke. Um, Andrea is not one of them. Andrea is not no. one of them. Okay, Z- Zeke is. Zeke and who? And then one is going to probably shock you. Okay, who? Haley Ford. Haley Ford. <laughs> you said Haley Ford was going to do bad. I changed my mind. You changed your mind from when? <laughs> from when we last spoke. Why? Because I just feel like she's going to cruise now. I feel like she's just going to. No one's going to gun for her. No one has any opinion of her. And I think there are so many strong personalities that are just going to basically vote themselves out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think she's going to do that. Haley Ford or Zeke. Yes. 
They shared the first game changer preview that I did for this season. Did they? Yes. That's a little wacky that I picked that. It's a little wacky. So who is you know your winner pick? I'm going to go with Haley. Haley Ford. You heard it here first. This is going to be so bizarre for people who have listened to you <laughs> like, but 45 minutes ago, talk about how Haley Ford sucks. And I'm not saying that she doesn't. I, this is, I can't believe this. <laughs> I mean, really. It's a game changer. This was a game changer. <laughs> yes. Total blindside. <laughs> Nobody can believe it. Debbie can't believe it. Haley can't believe Haley it. Haley can't believe it. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. All right, Nicole. I really racked my brain on this and I went And that's through, where you go wrong. Okay, I guess so. I went through like five or six different versions of what I ultimately was going to pick. Uh-huh. You know, when I first saw the cast, I said, I can never pick against Tony. Uh, how could you pick against Sandra? I have to. I can't. I can't. Pick, you can't pick them. I can't pick them. I also I don't want the weight of. If somebody loses, for them to say you jinxed me, it was a jinx. You, you are. But the jinxed. game is already played. Yeah, but some people will still say that because they're crazy. I was also very high on Malk. I, I've sort of come back down to earth a little bit on him. If only he would follow suit. Yeah, JT is another one. Easily, I could make him the winner pick. But I convinced you otherwise. Yeah, I, I mean, you make some good points. Mm-hmm. Um, I really thought long and hard about Sierra Don Thomas. Uh-huh. And I, I, I understand really, that. I, I understand that. I really, that. really did. I mean, you picked Haley Ford. So, uh, <laughs> so I totally I get, get yeah, what you're you saying. You totally get what I'm saying. We're so here. Okay. I'm going to go with somebody. And I think it's going to surprise you. And I think it's going to surprise many listeners. Okay. Okay. You're always full of surprises. I'm always full of surprises. Yeah. But my winner pick for Survivor Game Changers is... Am I going to get mad? Yes. Ozzy. No! <laughs> Ozzy. You are sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> well, He's now, not going to win. Hear me out. He's not going to hear win. Hear me out. I don't want to. Okay. Here's what here's what I think. Let me hear this crazy logic that you have. Again, I try to put myself in the headspace of the people that are playing the game. Uh-huh. You have said that while Ozzy is a threat, he sucks at the game. He can't win. Jeff Probst himself talked about Ozzy in the cast assessment and said, you know what? If I was out there with Ozzy, I would take him to the end. Mm -hmm. And I know that I don't think he can win. So I think I can beat him. I think a lot of people are going to be thinking that way about Ozzy. So you have these two things. You think he's going to have a compelling argument at Tribal Council? Listen to me. In the two seasons that he was right there for the end, okay? Mm-hmm. In Survivor South Pacific, he was right there. He came in fourth place. If he would have gotten, he got voted out three times in that season. If he would have got to the end, he would have won. Mm-hmm. In Survivor Cook Islands, he sat in the final three with Yule and he lost by one vote to Yule. Mm-hmm. So two different times, he's right there within striking distance of winning the game. He's also gotten older People can get better with things. Mm-hmm. It's possible maybe he was paying attention somewhere along the way. And just because he didn't want to talk to you one time. It wasn't just me. It, like, it was his whole demeanor and his body language. Okay. I'm sure that he's not dying to talk to me at any point. Well, you know what? He should be. He should be dying to talk to people. Okay. Well, look, there's a lot of people that are out there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that 
everybody, I think that the public perception and both people watching the show and the people playing out there, I think that they're all down on Ozzy, Mm -hmm. that people know he's good at the challenges, that they are certainly afraid that he could win immunity challenges, but... I think may also be thinking, yeah, but Ozzy can't win. Ozzy's social game sucks. Ozzy can't win in front of the jury. And I think that people may, for the first time in his playing career, be not targeting him after the merge when he's at his most lethal. So I think people may have a false sense of security of, oh, I know I can beat Ozzy and then let him get further than they should. And fourth time around, I don't know. Yeah. I thought about this for a long time. I think people are too low on Ozzy. People are sleeping on Ozzy. And I think that he's a good value pick. And somebody who's guaranteed to make the merge. Mm -hmm. And then who knows what happens. But also, doesn't he, when he plays, doesn't he have the mentality, mentality of, you don't agree with me? Why wouldn't you agree with me? Sure. Sure. He could be like that at times. Yeah. But I think that he's set up particularly well mm-hmm. with JT, with Brad Culpepper, that they're in a really good group there, that they're all going to want to work together. There's a lot of bros on this season, and I think that he is going to be set up well with a lot of guys who are going to want to work with him. And again, in this post-Tony world where you're so afraid of the people that are up to something, I don't think you're too worried Ozzy's up to something. No, he's pretty transparent. I think so. I think so. And so I think that his allies will feel comfortable around him. He will be a provider. But he plays by himself. Challenges, sure, sure. But he's not a schemer. Yeah, he's not a schemer. But he only—I mean, of course, everybody looks out for himself. But he really does. You know, he's going to look out for himself, certainly. But he's also going to take care of his allies and and provide for them. Does he? Yeah, he gets catches, goes and catches. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, look, you can't talk me out of it. Give me Ozzy. Okay. Give you a matching couch to sleep on. <laughs> All right, Nicole, we've gone through it once again. Mm-hmm. You've uh, knocked it out of the park. <laughs> yes. And Nicole, do you have a hashtag for this episode of the podcast? Um, I don't. You don't. Okay. Do you? Uh, not off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, Let's think about it. How about high key aggressive? What about just high key? Mm, I don't like it. You don't like it. I okay. don't like it. All right. Well, Nicole, why don't you think about a new hashtag? <laughs> Let me just also mention once again that I talked about at the top of the podcast some of the stuff that we were doing on Patreon. By the way, Alex Kidwell left a while ago, just in case people were wondering what happened to him. We that, kicked his butt out yeah, of here. We let him leave. He had he had he had finally had stuff to do, so that's why you haven't heard from him. He's mm-hmm. not dead. Yeah. Um, or is he? Okay. So we'll 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 present him. So it's the start of the new season. We have so much content coming your way. Of course, the best way that you can help support all of this crazy podcasting is on Patreon. Patreon is a service that I use where our listeners can get a number of incentives in return for helping to support 
Rob has a podcast. Uh, there are several different tiers right now where you can get access to exclusive shows that we do in our patron podcast feed. Almost 80 episodes of Rob has a podcast that you've never heard before. God knows how many hours are there in our patron podcast feed. You'll get to hear Nicole every single week. Every single week. And it's it's worth it. Plus, uh, we have access to our patron Facebook page, which has been going strong for over three years. I've gotten to know so many of the listeners through the patron Facebook group. Of course, uh, I teased uh, what I'm working on with Alex, where we have a new behind the scenes show coming up for the patrons. And then there's a higher level where you can get access to all of the audiobook content and other things and signed photos and check it all out. If you want to know more about the benefits of becoming a patron, you can go to Rob has a website dot com slash patron and of course if you have any questions about how it all works you can always find me on social media i'm at rob sesternino nicole is at nicole loves shoes that's nicole l-u-v-s shoes nicole do you still love shoes (laughs) um probably not as much as i used to i wear um like four pairs of shoes now i still i still have a closet full though okay all right well Back when you started your Twitter. I loved them. You love tweeting and you love shoes. Yeah. Now, I don't tweet as much as I used to. Now you do neither. Yeah. Although I want to start Instagramming more stories. Instagramming more stories. Yes. Okay. Anything that is, in particular? Just just my, my crazy life. Yeah, your crazy life. All right. So, uh, Nicole, thank you once again for jumping on. Did you have a hashtag? How about plaid is rad? Plaid is rad. Okay, look. Look at me. Look at me. Good work. Uh, I mean, uh, in terms of your picks tonight, uh, you should be very proud of your hashtag. Yeah. Why I shouldn't be proud of my picks. Mm. I got some I got a word that rhymes with picks. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) well, let's save that. Yeah. So, Nicole, uh, great job. Thank you again. I know that the listeners always appreciate it. And you know what? You're 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 not so bad. Oh, thank you very much, Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So hopefully we don't have to wait that long to have you back on the mothership. I want to do the voicemails this season. You want to do a voicemail this yes. season? Okay. This is a game changer. <laughs> I'm all about the game changing. Okay. All right. Well, I will book that. And uh, let's see. I'll try to book it early in the season because I know then uh, it's too much for you to remember if it's many weeks of the show. Yeah. Just you talk to my manager. Okay. Uh, we will work on that. So, Nicole, uh, of course, um, great job. We've got a lot more still to come as Angie Kantz's Character Types. Uh, That podcast is going to be up on Tuesday and News AF. Plenty of stuff that we're working on. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Rob has a website.com slash iTunes. And then, of course, Survivor Know-It-Alls on Wednesday night will be a little delayed. Stephen Fishback has to have a a social call. (sighs) He's having like a viewing party or something. How dare you have a life, Stephen? Yeah. And then I will have uh, Vitas Pushkowskis here for the recap. When is he coming? Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Thursday morning for us. I think I have a play date. And then I will have Chaos Cast on the voicemails this week. So a jam-packed first week of Survivor Game Changers. Oh, Chaos. That's nice. Yes. And of Mm. course, uh, Nicole, you and I will be back together on the Patreon 5 for 5. Yes. So looking forward to that. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye, guys.